ready for part two. Well done. We're not even going to break this. There's an anointing here. This is good. So, okay. So now, you know, Brian Laurie's book, The Jesus Revolution. I think I sent that to you. Yes. Uh, it is really good. You know, that's coming out in the movie in, in January, February. Wow. It's full movie. And it's about the California part of what, what you saw going, coming out of Zusa Street, coming out of all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But then later on, there was a whole nother movement of God, you know, and, and you're kind of seeing, it's like a modern Azusa. And it was a hippie movement, and, and just like you, the kids you're talking about here, it's like it's like when when I read his book and I live <laughs> live through the lenses of your life, I see so many of the same characteristics of it, and so, a lot of the same kind of movements that God was doing with people through the power of the Holy Spirit. You you somewhere in the process, the Baptist had to get tired of that, or you heard God say, "Move a different direction." When does God move you out of Pinckneyville pastoring, and when do you when do, when do you take a different direction? What happens next? <clears throat> I was pastoring, obviously, and then Sammy Tippett, when, when I told you we had the 1100 and everything, uh, and then we had Sammy Tippett come in and share because he was in during the youth in Chicago. And Sammy so, Tippett Ministries is still going on. Yeah. Oh, I get their newsletter. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Sammy's going strong, strong today strong in a lot of different countries. And so Sammy, um, after he got through up there, he came by my house one time and he said, you know, brother, he says, uh, I'm really been, okay. Ready? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. He says, uh, uh, brother, he said, I don't know if I can pray in your house or not. He said, something's demonic. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden I thought, you know what? This guy, I can't mention his name because he's still alive today. But uh, anyway, he had a record called I Am Lucifer. is about the demonic and everything and yeah. kicking out A.A. Oh, uh, Allen. Yes. And so uh, I thought, man, life when Sam's in the bathroom throwing up, I thought, I, I bet it's that record. And so I take it out and I put it in this old Volkswagen that was zero rights. <laughs> so I put it in the Volkswagen. Sammy comes back out and he said, brother, I'm, I, I'm something's demonic. I said, I believe it's that record. So we go out and try to burn it. You know, I won't burn it, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Gerald Wright comes home from school and he goes out and gets in his old Volkswagen goes about a quarter of a mile and the whole thing blows up and I said you know Gerald I said I, I got something I need to tell you about that old Volkswagen of yours uh, but those were days when I mean everything would come against you the devil's coming against you and the fact is you had to fight it oh, man. and so uh, Sammy said brother I believe you need to come down and uh, work in our ministry in San Antonio well Murphy Carlock, my old cowboy, he, he never, probably never wrote a book in his life, and he always gave me books on how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, you need that Holy Ghost. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, Murph then was a real aid in me getting out getting out of the church. He said, uh, he, I said, Murph, I started the bus ministry. We've got all these things going. But I said, we're getting ready to build a church. And I says, uh, but God doesn't seem to be anointing me now. And I prayed and said, God, we need to battle the building. He said, son, you couldn't even build a rabbit trap. <laughs> okay. So that kind of decked that one. And then he said, on, on starting these bus ministries, he said, uh, we got a guy that's retired from the military that's in bus ministry. He's going to be better than you are. So I said, well, the third thing, um, I really would like to, I really would like to beat this other church in attendance. And I believe he says, when you're gone, I think we can arrange it too. And the next year, <laughs> sure enough, they built the building, the guy joined the church, and they outdid nine miles. And you get out of the way, and God does better for them, he and does then God better. does yes. for you. Right? If it doesn't increase after you're gone, something's wrong. I've got that in my in my in my notch right now. It needs to increase. You need yes, to leave it does. It does. So and, and, and you got to be willing to trust God to walk away from everything, you gotta, you knowing there's to. something greater, and He's yeah. in control here too. And your wife has. To be willing to do it yeah i know that's yeah. a, that's so, a, that sometimes can be that 
I have to tell you over the years, I've had people come in many times want to go into ministry and I have a couple real, you're going to love this. I have a couple real rules and I want to get back to Sammy. So yeah. let's lose that. But one rule is they'll come in and go, I want to go into ministry. I've got about, about 10 people in ministry now, not counting the 26 in Thailand in ministry. And I've got about five I shot down that, that said, I, I won't help you. I can't help you. So every one of them, when they've come in, I've put this in their hands. I've still got a box of about 20 I'm putting up on screen. It's Fred's book. Uh, uh, the road to ground zero. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but I say, I want you to go read this. It's an easy hundred page read. You can read it in a couple hours with a cup of coffee. It's a fun read. I want you to go read this. And when you're done reading this, then you come back and I will quiz you to see if you read it. Mm -hmm. And so I have a lot of people, a couple of them didn't come back because they, they can't say, well, I hadn't got around to it. So, well, you're not, no. obviously, obviously you're not serious. Uh, you're wasting my time, but I've had several come back and read it now. And, and my first question is now, can you prove to me it's your ground zero? You know, yes. and then uh, actually the setup question to that is I always ask them first when they sit down, we talk about the book a little bit and then I go, here's what I like to know. If money weren't the object, time space wasn't the object and you could do anything you set your heart's desire, what would that thing be? And I had one guy tell me, I always wanted to do this, open a carpentry shop. I always want to do this or that. And another one told me this. And when they got done, I said, now what I want you to do is I want you to go do that. Yes, you just go do that. Go do that. What I needed to hear from you was I can do nothing other than go where God's wanting me to go. Yeah. And if you don't have that, if that's not driving you, you will not survive a ministry. The second thing I need to know is your wife's supportive. And when they tell me their wife's not into it yet, I say, when she can get into it, you can get into it. And, and there's times when I've gone to my wife and told her, Hey, I think the Lord wants me to do this. And she's looked at me like I was crazy. I mean, she recently, I've seen her slam a door and disappear. I thought, well, that's over with. And, and 20 minutes later, she walks in tears in her eyes and said, the Lord told me where to go. And when I saw that, I thought, Oh my, for her, to, my wife doesn't change her mind easy. Mm -hmm. For her to change her mind, God must be in this thing. Yes, so yes. you've got to, you got, it may take time. Maybe she's not into it, but I, those are key principles. And I think you've seen those too. Yes. So, uh, so Jan, uh, we, let, we, and now you're going to leave and go down to, down to San Antonio. And all of a sudden you find out <laughs> you, you don't have a salary. You don't have a job. You don't, you don't leave a good job for nothing yet for nothing. Yeah. And now you're Baptist, which means they, the Baptist, you're supporting the cooperative program and Annie Armstrong, which means we don't support any of these, uh, oh, five and nighters. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, which means, you, you know, you, so the, it got down so bad that one time a little kid came and brought his allowance and that's what it took for us to be able to make it. My daughter came and she says, I, I don't have enough money for milk for school. You mean five cents? No, we were absolutely broke. And then a guy, then I got down and I heard him saying, brokenness which i was broken brokenness means you're so shattered they can build a road over you and not even have a bump as in the principal and the p right and the yeah p. and so then here i am completely broken and a guy from illinois dale alice he sent me eight hundred dollars and i heard the lord saying go home <laughs> go home yeah that's what i would do and so i told jenny i says i said, I'm, hear god saying go home I said well we can't because we don't have a place to live we can't put the kids to school I said okay what are the obstacles let's go hit them on head if god said it they're they're not obstacles they're right. just you know, just hurdles hurdles right. and so the school said we'll take you back we live more people you should stick up and uh <laughs> everything worked out and then when he got back home i heard the lord saying don't get your kin to co-sign any notes because then you'll be indebted to them. I'm bringing you back. You don't rent. I don't care. You may live in a tent, but you don't rent. You said, I'm plugging in here and I'm planting my feet. And that's what you have to do in any country. You can take people on tours, but until they dig in, 
and then there's not anything going on. And so Sammy did that. Now I heard God saying, of course, you know, I was with him at the Communist Festival, right? right. That was the first time I went with him. Where'd you, where was that? Co- co- okay, was the it? Communist Festival was in Berlin. Berlin, wow. And so... Uh, behind? So was it behind? That was behind the wall? Yes. How did you get in the wall? I mean... We, how, we got thinking. You tell my things having a problem. No. Well, you tell me. You go ahead. No. So <clears throat> get down there with Sammy. And so, Sammy, what you planning? He said, well, I'm planning to go to the Communist Festival in Berlin. I said, You're back in Illinois at this time. Yes. Okay. So I said, I said, I'm, 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 I'm ready to go to Berlin. And so uh, I'm sorry, this was when we were still down there the first time. So we get down there and, um, and said, now to go, we're going to have to memorize German. And so that's how I memorized four spiritual laws. And that's your so, basic stuff. Your that's, core right, stuff. that's, that's what we're going to do. And so, so then we memorized four spiritual laws and then it comes down to time. And they said, no Westerners can come in, Ooh. but we're already there. You're what there. do you do? Go home. And so, uh, anyway, we crossed the border, and uh, and we made it fine. And so you want to go? <laughs> you dirty rats! So you got in anyway. We got in. So then oh, now man. the festival starts. We got to. We have to uh, uh, smuggle Bibles in. Smuggle all of our. our so you're going tracks. across the wall. You're going every, from every east day. side to west side. West side, to east side, every day. Yeah, every day. So we. So <laughs> they had Fred Starkweather, which he. He's good on knowing directions. I'm not. Yeah. So he goes in and, and plants all this stuff. We decided where to plant it. We thought, we'll plant it on this Russian military base. <laughs> we'll plant it on this Russian military base. So we go the next day, we're following Freddie to find out where our, our stuff is and get over there. And uh, he, he's, there were a lot of Russian soldiers that day. And Freddie says, no way. And he does an about face and leaves. He and runs. Sam and I decide it's close to here. So we take coins. <laughs> Kept flipping in the bushes and let's see if we can find our tracks. So we did make it through that, and now we get to the Communist Festival, and um, and so then we'd come up to the young people and said, um, "These spades tests. What time is it?" And they'd say, they'd tell us, and they'd say, "Ich come aus America," and they go, "Ooh, you know." So then they had these bright neck scars. So we'd put John three sixteen, John fourteen six. We each one of us put a different one. So we did that, and we went back home thinking we got this pen, baby. We've got this thing mapped out. The next day, nobody asked for one. Nobody wanted one. But the next day, when we <coughs> got there and think, well, how are you going to witness in the communist festival in in, in Alexander Plots? And so we get down on our knees and start praying. <laughs> they all gather around. Then you stand up, Sammy starts sharing his, and I said, told Freddie, I said, now, Fred, here's how it goes. Sammy shares first. When they haul him off to prison, I'm next. <laughs> and when they haul me off to prison, you're third. And Fred says, <laughs> he says, you got to be kidding. <laughs> what kind of idea and is this? And he and I were flying to meet Sammy at that time, and, and Fred's flying the plane, and all of a sudden, he's not very flyable. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> but we, we lived through it, and then, we, then they threatened us and all that kind of stuff. But we found some people, and they says, we heard you have a Jesus march in the United States. I said, yeah. He says, well, we say we have one here. I said, sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> now, see, I have... This guy told me, he says, Sammy has this vision, and you've got a gift of faith, meaning you, 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 can, you can agree. Make it happen. Help you can make, make it happen. happen. Yeah. And so uh, we got behind him, and, and there were about ah, maybe 100 of us. And so we start marching down through the middle of the festival. And so, communist festival and this behind the communist. behind the curtain. Yeah, and the, and and, and, <laughs> and so they part and everything, and then they you know they're all screaming against us and everything. But the crowd is so thick, 
that they can't get to us. So they, <laughs> it looks like we're a lot longer tail. Than, we had all tail and no dog. <laughs> yeah. But then we did that. So the next night we come back, and now the, the communists, every day they come against us in a different way. The next day they holler, um, you know, you can't be here, and so on. And they started singing, We Shall Overcome. They sang it in English. I love that. And so we, we went ahead and joined them. And, <laughs> yeah, and then we said, uh, deep in my heart, I do believe we shall see his face one day. And so uh, they all sang it with us. So, you know, so they didn't know it used to be a Christian song. Oh, really? Yeah. And so they all sang it. And so pretty soon the communist leaders, they were just, it was just knocking them out because all the kids were singing with us. And so then the next day we'd come over and we'd think, we're going to, we're going to sing. <laughs> no, that's, that was yesterday. That's yesterday. And so, but we saw a girl and she, it was a real bad rain. And under a Durchgang, a big thing, this girl was there and she had a thing that says, Jesus is the challenge to my life. And she said, uh, and so we met with her, and she said, we have an underground Christian meeting. Come to that. So we went, you know, through all these alleys and everything. And all, and, and uh, there was a guy in there named Marion, and he was a Catholic priest from Czechoslovakia. And he said, God spoke to my heart. If you'll go to the World Communist Festival in Berlin, you'll meet Jesus people from the United States. Wow. So we divine met, appointment right there. That was the divine point. So we get back home. You know what? Of course, they threaten us more and everything. And, and it's not that we were scared, but let's just say that three of us in a one-man bed was a little tight. <laughs> yeah. So we tried to go up to the border in the next. And, some, and this is the kind of trip that you wrote your wills before you went yeah, on. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 you yeah. get down, write your will, and then, then you weren't too, in too big a hurry to get there that day. <laughs> then Fred Starkweather, yeah. one day, you know, we all had smuggle material. And Fred came to me as we were going toward Alexander Plotz to cross the border. And he says, the Lord spoke to my heart, says, don't carry any material today. And I said, Freddie boy, you might have told me. I might have heard the same thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we go into the border, and uh, Freddie's only, Fred's the only one they take out of the line. And, and searched they, him. They just searched him. And so, so uh, anyway, and, you know, if he'd had the stuff on him, we'd all be still be the, there. The people just don't understand that the Holy Spirit and the ability to listen to the yes. Holy Spirit and to honor that can really save you a lot of pain. Every morning you spend your time getting ready. Getting ready. Yes. yes. And then and then when you're ready, now we're ready and we cross the border. And and so uh, so we made it through, and then the girl, and then the, the thing, and then they said, they've threatened us, and they said, don't don't come back. And so we met with the few that had come to the Lord and whatever. And they says, are you afraid to give your lives? Wow. We'll give our life for Jesus Christ. Wow. And then you felt like a rat. Now, now, a lot of people are going to hear this story and you're going to think, this is crazy. But I'm going to tell you that you can go find the book, Three, to, Three Men Behind the Iron yeah. Curtain. It tells the story of this from Sammy's side. It, it and there's also several other, I ran into this a few years ago. I was doing some research for you on a project uh, for, that we were doing. Uh, was it Frank Peretti? Yes. He wrote on your trip for Sammy Tippett. Mm -hmm. There's a Frank Peretti book that talks about you guys behind the Iron Curtain. He tells right? the story that, yeah. One of his, and this Frank, this is the guy that did the Frank, the Peretti book. I think it's Peretti. Yeah, book. Yes. Was it Peretti or was it, uh, or was, I gotta get that right. There could be a different guy, but, but it was one of the top writers that had written about this Jerry story. Jenkins. Je Jenkins, I'm sorry. It was Jenkins that was left behind. The Left Behind series yes. guy. The Left Behind series had written all about this as well from Sammy's perspective about what you happened. So we're talking about something that has shaped multiple men's lives, t divine appointments involved. And I, it, it's one thing for me to spend time with you and hear about it, but I have seen these principles do this in my own life, mm. my own life. 
You know, I, I, I was telling you something's happening in Africa right now. You know, I haven't been in Africa in four years now because of COVID and, and, and this stuff. And I've been longing to be back there, but I've stayed. My relationships are good and their contacts are good. And we do medical, surgical. We've planted, you know, uh, 15 station churches that have planted 120 other preaching points. I've got uh, 200 plus scholars that have finished education there. So we've got a Hands of Hope's got, you know, sco uh, a school there, Wells. We've got a hospital. And there's a medical mission team uh, out of Atlanta partnering with ProHealth, who have ProHealth's out of Nigeria, it's a medical mission team. We've been the only people they've ever gone to Africa with from Niger they're African from Nigeria, but to go to Liberia with. And this group was gonna do a medical mission uh, to uh, in November to Liberia. And this whole thing, I got a call about it three or four weeks ago, they were needing a couple contacts. One of the guys who had been the coordinator for ProHealth said, can you help me out with your contacts there? We're needing to get some things ranked in. He sent me the information on the trip. Incredible trip, they're gonna see 2,000 patients. They've got 32 doctors and nurses and 20 more staff, like 50 people, it's a huge trip. And it was it was good for me to see people that we'd work with going beyond us yes. and asking for contacts. Well, on Saturday, Saturday, it all hit the fan because the hospital they were going to work with in Monrovia wants to charge them per case for the rooms. They want to charge them for each patient that's going to stay. They want to charge them crazy amounts of money for the guest house. And then when they got, found out how much their pharmacy, pharmacy bill was going to be, it was like 89000 Ours is normally fourteen mm -hmm. or 15000 We get drugs through a supplier there that's really uh, cost effective. And then the group that we work with, ProHealth, they're Nigerians. They said, we don't want to be in Morovia anyway. We want to go out in the bush where Pastor Troy was, where, where people don't have any access. Yeah. And so it, the whole thing blew up in a meeting. And in that meeting, somebody said, well, somebody needs to call Pastor Troy. He can fix this. And so Dr. Umana got called. Dr. Parks got called. Finally, early morning, 730, and in in the, in the, I'm up. And I get this call. And, and by three hours later, we had been on Zoom conference. We are reorganizing the whole trip. It's going to our hospital, to our clinic. It's it. I got pay involved. I may be flying Good. over. We've got uh, Dr. Henna taking over. I've got their medicines back to our supplier for sixteen thousand dollars, not eighty nine thousand mm. dollars. You know, I'm finding out that you know those roots and those relationships, those relationships. divine appointments, are still happening. You know what I'm saying? And you just never know those intersection points of what's going to mean and what they're going to mean. So I'm finding the principles I've learned from you, they don't just go to the trip. They go to the life. They go to down the road. And just like the relationships you have today still in Honduras. Yes. You, you're, I mean, I remember going in with you at the beginning. The, some of the pastors there that we that we work with, that you work with today, are pastoring churches of 20 and 30,000, very, very large churches dwarf us. I mean, we're talking about Joel Olstein sized churches, right? Yes, bigger, bigger and, and serious churches doing small groups and intense. These churches were carport churches when yes. you were taking in their first computers, 25 years. I went where they were playing on Casio children's keyboards wired into the speakers. And when your ministry was taking in their first computers, their first tracks, their first stuff. And we saw these go from garage store movements to I mean, they're magnificent church today, but they still consider you there. You're like an apostle to them, you and several others. Can you tell me how, I mean, that's explosive how that's done. I've seen that work in Honduras now. I've seen it in Africa. I'm seeing it now develop in Asia at a beginning stage. It's amazing how the principle of your relationships has spawned so much relationship and development today. Uh, it, it, is, what, would you, what would you garner from what you got working with Sammy? Sammy passed on some traits to you. You had some of your own traits. What are some of those things that begin to take you to your ground zero that would form, like the book says, the road to ground zero, that would get you to that ground zero and get you ready to get started, that would start this next phase? Okay. <clears throat> when we came back from this communist festival in 73, 
we get back down. Fred Stark with him. So Fred lives in one house. I live in one house. Sammy lives in the next. We're all together. And so then we believe that this Marion, I told you about the the, the, uh, the Catholic priest that we met in the underground church, uh, he sent a thing and says, anyway, he says, please come to my country, Czechoslovakia. So Sam and I, we just can't wait. You know, that's a Macedonian call if I ever heard it, one. It happened from the one thing got you into the it next. It got thing. into the next. It, what, what, what's funny is the La Entrada thing, when I came back from La Entrada, yeah. I was back making the presentation at the, on the at my church when that. Reverend Mundelow comes to my church and says, will you go to Africa with me? Isn't it crazy it's how one point of one faithfulness opens the, the other and how the creek never parts until the disciple puts his foot in the water? That's right. Until Boy, you I'm do, sorry. it's still there. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. You would never believe it. That, that one door would open another, and you would never dream. And then next thing you know, you're in Asia. You know, go ahead. Yeah. So, so Sam and I go over, and then Fred Starkweather stays back and takes care of the families and everything. Actually, each day I'd send him a note, and I said, Hey, Freddie boy, I sure would like to have a tower swing in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, but Sam and I get caught by the communists and everything because we're kind of preaching a little bit in, in, in Bratislava, and we do find Marion and everything, and then the nuns hide us out because he says, you know, and all this. And so then... We meet this girl. Okay, there was a prophet down in, in Texas, and uh, Brother Robert. And he said, when you get to Czechoslovakia, the language barrier will be broken. Well, that sounds good to me because I only knew five words. Hallelujah. But, you know. And so we get out, and we can't find our way around. And the girl was on. The, she said, oh, yes, I speak English. So we went to eat lunch with her and everything and said, hey, we'll meet you tomorrow. And the next day she comes in, and she's scared. She said, we've been threatened and all this, that, and the other. And friend Sam, Sammy hears these three words, flee, Kleina, flee, get out quick. Oh, my. Okay. So Sammy, we go back up and lug them, and Sammy's running to get the tickets, and I'm carrying the luggage, and we hop on. The train is running, and so I'm throwing the stuff on the plane and everything and so we get out and we get into vienna and austria and all of a sudden and we they stopped the train and i thought it's because that i'd been <laughs> throwing a few tracks out the window and <laughs> anyway anyway they they were throwing jews off the train so oh. when we get into vienna and all of a sudden we think man i'm gonna go home we found out we don't have money to get home we're on a 21 day tour and so we get into vienna in 999 salzburg in austria with the sound right. of music we get up on the mountain and i'm praying and i heard god saying you're gonna die Oh my! And uh, and and so, boy, and I'm so upset and everything. And so we get back home. I find a place out in the cemetery that I always pray. I can show you the spot. And I heard him saying, "You're going to die to yourself. It's oh. not about you making these trips anymore. Now you're going to put the gospel in the hands of faithful men." So, the no greater love was born from getting caught. The nuns hiding me out. And, and that was kind of the end phase of you. I mean, you had been discipled. You've been working under Sammy's ministry. And now you're going to start developing no, your own ministry. Yes. He says, he says, Sammy is, is him doing it. Yours is going to be doing it through others. And it'd be a different model. Different but model. you've learned principles. But you're going to transfer, principle. very transferable. Mm -hmm. What? And, and then that leads to the whole birth of No Greater Love and beginning to take men on trips nationally, internationally. Mm -hmm. um, you develop more principles as you put the gospel in the hands of faithful men. And but you, you know, you know what happened? You, you start doing it and everything and, you know, take them to Mardi Gras, how many years since 1975 we've been going there. Then you start going. And then one day Jan says, why don't you do something that's that, you know, she said all this, but she said, you need something fresh to be doing. So a friend of mine that I met in 72, he, he starts telling me about Honduras. Mm. And so I start praying for him, praying for him. And all of a sudden I'm hooked. 
And so yeah. she said, so I go down to Honduras and find out. I heard God saying up on the up on the, the hotel, and I looked out at the mountains, and he said, as the mountains are sound round about San Pedro, so the Lord's round about this people, and I'm going to pour out my spirit. And I saw the vision, clear as a bell, and there was a rock fell from heaven. It hit the water, and the ripples went around the world. And he said, the rock is Jesus. The water is Honduras. I'm going to pour out my spirit. So... I believed it, and then there's a man of God, Lester Summerall. If you ever, yeah, you know, I know Lester. Yeah. Lester Summerall, great man of God. I've been to to China with him and Philippines and all those places. But uh, <clears throat> he said, "I'm going to Honduras," and he said, "I've got a vision. I'm going to tell people I'm their savior, I'm their healer, and I'm their deliverer." I said, "Well, doctor, I'm I'm I work in Honduras. I'd like to come over to your crusades." So I did, and everything he said came true. I met him at the airport and said, Doc, I have this vision that God's going to send a revival to Honduras. And I said, can I fit under you? And he says, no, I'll never come back to Honduras. Here's the, here's the word. <laughs> when the people, when the church in Honduras awakens who it is in Jesus Christ, he'll send it through his people and not through outsiders. So I missed my plane <laughs> listening to him. But it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. Uh, anyway... I go back to Honduras the next time. I get on TV with Carmen, of course. Right. And I get on TV and I tell them about the vision. And the man of God says, this is the way it's going to be. If you believe it, I want to work with you. If you don't, I don't. It's about five people. But one of them was me sales, got the 30,000 right. or whatever. But every one of the guys that I work with that's really been in the Honduras is the only country in Central America that's changed from Catholic. To yeah, and that's what I wanted to say. I don't think people understand is it wasn't then I watched this happen being yeah. in your ministry. I watched these garage carport meeting and shoe store churches become churches that would rival any church in the United States of America yes. right now beyond. And I watched the only, I mean, Latin America <clears throat> is Catholic. Yes. And I watched a Catholic nation become the first Christian nation yes. through the movement that you led in No Great Love and these other partners. And it's amazing what God has done. And the number of other ministries that have come out of No Greater Love that have been influenced and have begun to continue ministry there in different different paths, different things, is untold. Ours is putting the gospel hands faithful man, which means you know the basics. But now, somebody came up to Harold Brazel, they came out and says, we believe that we want to adopt a village. I don't adopt villages. Want to feed people? Well, yes. I don't feed people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You want to feed people? Then said we want to do a medical business. What? Go ahead and do a medical. So I just helped to have a runway. You're going to do, use our basic four spiritual laws. You're going to pass out tracks. You're going to clown. You're going to do the basic. But then, if you hear God, go ahead and hit the runway. Yeah. And I was with Fred on a trip with with a bunch of a uh, bunch of leaders. Uh, we'd gone just to meet with these high level pastors. Yes. It was a pastor's meeting to go kind of see what they had learned and kind of hear. This is weird. I mean, we were there planting them and now they've exceeded us. Okay. And now we're <laughs> yes. there taking, taking back them. from them. And we have these inside meetings and they're, you know, they're talking about what, you know, the inspiration of all this. And it's in that process. I had been a church planner. I'd written the book, Making a Church from Scratch. I have a call to church development and growth. And it was while I was there, I thought, well, the Lord, the Lord said, well, maybe you need to try to plant an international church. And I thought, well, I can't do that. So I asked Fred about it. He says, well, uh, you take La Entrada. Nobody's doing any good there. That's right. And that's how we got to La Entrada was you said, no, don't plan on another man's foundation. That's right. Nobody else had done well there. Even the Okies were on the trip. And they said, ah, it's no good. You know, mm -hmm. nobody. And so you, it was kind of like, here's a test thing. And I didn't want to take people to do something somewhere else that I hadn't done myself. So yeah. I, I went back and we spent time, Beth and I, taking the principles I had learned and saying, can, let's take only our family. I'm not going to expose the church or anybody else. Let's go see if we can do this, spend our own money that we've raised. And if it works, then maybe God will open doors. Uh -huh. It 
We went there. It worked by the grace of God. What I'd learned, it happened. And it's when we got back from that trip on that Wednesday night when Robert Mundlow stands up and says, can you do what you do there three times for me in English? And really, you just had him to come because they needed somebody. I was, he was he was forced on me. Yes, he was. By my district. I didn't want to have him because I was busy with Honduras. Yeah. And I said, I can't do this for a year. I've got a commitment for a year to this pastor, Sally, but I'll help you a year from now, maybe. But I, I just want to say to you, Fred, it just... That all comes out of the Honduras ministry, you know. It, it doesn't just it doesn't just affect Honduras. It's the inspiration that connected me to Liberia, and it's later on what made me think Thailand. Well, that'll be no problem. Yes, yeah, you know, I was yeah. invited into Thailand, mm -hmm. and so you, the the concept of transferableness, the anointing going with people, being faithful in other people's ministry, and then beginning to build on those principles is just a part of what you've built your whole ministry around. Well, after all the you know all the different people's got ministries in Honduras and all that stuff and all the things going on, then Jan again says, uh, you know, she says, I think maybe you're getting a little bored. She says, you need. To have something new. Well, Munson was going to go to uh, to uh, the Philippines right. and teach in the school, and so Jens won't you just go with him. I got a word, landed at five o'clock in the morning and uh, in this little school and everything. And I hear them in there at 5 a.m. all praying out loud together. By six o'clock, I was I was Filipino. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, to this day, like as in this morning in my quiet time, I still, after 20 to 24, I did, I did schools there. And I still keep up with those people today. But every time when, when the, everything is solid enough and you can maintain it, then it's time now for you to invest on out. On Don't out. kill what you got. But if you're able, then Yeah, we took on. the principles from Liberia, then on to Thailand. You sure did. And then Thailand, now we're beginning to believe God to work up through the northern part of Thailand and maybe even into Cambodia in the next five, 10 years. Wow. By the grace of God. You mm -hmm. know, you know, you just got to, and, and if it's not me, Everything I learned from you has been retaught, and then I've taken my plumb line, my face step materials, and been taught into 26 other indigenous Thai pastors. In their are, language. In their language. Even when I couldn't be there, they're actually doing better than me. Beautiful. And maybe I don't get to Cambodia, but maybe as a grandpa, I, I help them, I encourage them there. But we'll get there by the grace of God, because I, I just think that's been one of the most powerful things about your ministry is that it's been very, the principles are very transferable. Mm -hmm. Here's how I kind of want to do this. Our whole deal is about getting people off the dock and out in the, out in the deep. And I think just hearing this, you just need to find something you can get involved in, be faithful under. I mean, you, you hung out with Sammy and carried suitcases and did what you were told for a while. And, I did the same thing with Lester Subberall. And, and you did that until you heard Lord tell you next step. I did the same thing in Honduras yeah. with Leo Humphrey. And that's how you got your territory. You negotiated yeah, right. where you were going to go and you and made sure I didn't go, didn't do what they were doing. That's, you didn't build in, in Leo's, build you, you said, well, is this place available? And yeah. that's what you told me when we got ready to go. You said, Lontrada's an open spot. Why don't you that's take right. Lontrada? And it gives you your own place to kind of, I hate to say this, but a petri dish for God where you can see what God has and what God has in you, and you can see whether you've got it or not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, and, 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 and it's there that you can see God moving. You go, man, it, it's an affirmation thing, and you can feel the wind of the Holy Spirit hit you. I love that. I, I know. And then you just embarrass it. You didn't do more. That's how I felt in Honduras, that first crusade. I thought mm -hmm. I could have done more. And I didn't, little did I know I'd be asked in seven days later to do three times that. Unbelievable. And, and I, I didn't say no because I remembered what I said to God. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What was, you know, so I've learned to, to, to believe the impossible. I, you can, I can, I learned from you that you can get in and breathe and feel the air and feel the soil and begin to see what's needed. And, and that is transferred into me very well. I, uh, in fact, I, her name is Raquel and her husband's Luis. And uh, 
Antonio, he, he took, I said, I need, I need to hear from God. And he said, well, there's an old prophetess over here. And, and he, he, took, he went down the market and took vegetables and everything and took it to her house and gave that to her first. And so <laughs> he goes in to see her and comes back out in five minutes. And then I go in to see her. And what she did, she said, you'll go to many countries. I've been, I don't know, 20 or 30, whatever. But anyway, you'll go to many countries and you'll be able to feel the soil and you'll be able to tell what God's doing there. Japan, I didn't do an ounce of good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and so every country you don't do good, no. that's good. Separate that one. You know, find yeah. out where God's moving. Yeah. But, to, but that old prophetess to do that. And so when she came back out, she told me what the prophecy was. I said, well, what did she tell Anto Tony? <laughs> she said, he said she, she'd already told him what to do, and he hadn't done a lick of it. <laughs> wait, wait. Remember Grandma Lomolino? Oh. Oh, uh, she was a prophetess. I, I still have, you know, the first three or four years we went, I have what she wrote because I kept it. And what she said, we, the first time we went, nobody even knew Beth was pregnant with, with Joshua at the time. And when she put her hands on Beth, she told him she was pregnant. She was with a son. He would be filled with the Holy Spirit in a unique way from the womb. And, you know, I remember when we got off the off the line, I'm like, well, if she's not right, we're going to stone her. I still you remember You know, my that. old Methodist would be yeah. like, I don't know about this. Mm. She was not just right, but God, God has used Joshua like that. He has been unique in that, and he's honored God's calling in such powerful ways. He's a great man of God. Grandma, every time we got there, uh, we would start out the morning have breakfast then we'd ha have grandma to pray and like uh, if grandma prayed over me then my wife would be here writing it down and then an interpreter would be there and so grandma was always right one time i had some things wrong no she laid it all out but hey when grandma died i really haven't been as much i, I mean it was transferred to me from her but transferred me from the other people and uh but something died in me when grandma died. She said her words to me that were most the most powerful to me was that I see you like a great horse, like a stallion. And she says, when you see land that your heart's in, you will be able to take it. Good. And I, and that's true. When I really believe in something, when pay capture this, I can take it. I can see it. I can see the whole yes. thing. But when I don't, I can't. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just I can't fake it. I cannot no, no, fake no. it. When I, I heard him saying Honduras, San Pedro is your is is that's your Jerusalem. Then when I got the Philippines, I heard him saying this school is your Jerusalem, meaning yeah. you're not going to be outside of there. But you know what I mean. You got to stay within what God shows you. So you have to look and go. Do yes. I do I believe in that? So so as we think about this, somebody sitting on the dock with us. What are some core principles to help people just get going, get guiding along? What are some core things that if you could sum them up in three, four, five, six key things that are driven you along the way that you can always, right now, if you were lost in the wilderness, you could come back to these core points, get you back, situated back down, and get you pointing in the right direction. Number one, I go, as Shane says in his messages lately, he says, you know, I'm driven all the way back to my childhood memories. Uh, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we're driven right back. So. Uh, you've got to have a quiet time of your own. Can't do anything without it. No, not a, like, not uh, a thing. The, uh, the, I'm I, not talking about weekly or monthly. No, I'm talking no, about no. daily. Yes. Oswald Chambers has a book called My Utmost for His Highest. I'm not talking about the little Methodist book or these little all, all these little dailies. And there's nothing wrong with those. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm talking about... Or, he says, after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he said, you'll, be, you'll go Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. I find the best people I can find in those places and go with them. But now, 
there's no a hundred times zero still a zero. You've got to have your own quiet time. So I was my real quiet time started in in uh, down in Tennessee, uh, Ridgecrest, North Carolina. Uh, this guy said, <clears throat> "You need to have a quiet time." He says, "I want you to say I'll give fifteen minutes a day." He said, "Hey, turn to the musician." He says, "No music." They're either going to do it or they're not. <laughs> he said, if you miss today, don't worry. Tomorrow you do 30 minutes. Make it up. He said, and if you miss long enough, take your vacation, but don't go beyond one year. Oh, man. And he says, so he made me. And so I went home. I, I spent like 20 or 30 hours laying out all the different people and different kind of things you ought to pray for. Then I started dividing them down. And so like today, I know that I'm praying for my wife. I know that I'm praying for the people that give to our ministry. I know that thing tomorrow I'll be praying for all the friends that came out of our ministry. Right. So I've got seven days and I've got them laid out and they're, they're drilled in me no matter where I am. So you get a quiet time, you get to where that you get your Bible and I always make sure a proverb a day there are 31 proverbs so 31 days in the month i read that proverb of the day every day of every and month it can change every, every month and yes because for what you need yes because whatever my situation is today i know what i'm going to do today i'm going to meet right. with you and going to do these different things now i've got those things in mind now what, what do I see as I'm reading from this point of view? Right. As Shane always calls it, setting your camera in a different direction. That's right. So you've got to have your own quiet time. And then you need someone, you need to make sure that you get the principles down. Ours is simple. It's just study and prayer and a fellowship and a witness. Oh, I, you know, you know, how, based I, on the you know how well I knew you'd do that? I put the graphic in. Good. See right there? So, the they, the they, bottom of it is, is, is study. He said... You got to make sure that you're looking to God, that you're getting His word in you, and underline, underline. Go through the Psalms and underline the things that mean something to you. So if you ever get sick and you're not doing well, you can read your underlining. I've got I don't know how many Bibles that I've underlined the tar out of. Now them. I'm using my daily walks for two years at a time. We, I read through heavily this like year, it. and the Walk keeps you on. Yes. It keeps you on that. And whether you use it prayer for, I'm using Pray for America version, so it's got all four. It reads from old, new, mm -hmm. that, and I also use the other one, the Daily Walk, goes straight through. So right now I'm in Prayer for America, so it does the four, like the one-year Bible. Yes. And what I like about it is, is it keeps you on track, and it, it keeps you sorted, and, and it just, if you if you get behind a day, what well, you, you got to pay because it takes longer. Yes. So I just choose not to get behind. Yeah. And I, I, I think with those kind of Bibles today, there's no excuse. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. go ahead. Now, and so what? What uh, uh, Peter Lord said? He said, "Set a time." He said, "I start at four a.m." He said, "I'm never busy at four a.m." <laughs> but he said, "If you come to my house and you're there at eight o'clock, you better go home because I'm going to bed." Yeah, I'm tired. He says, "Yeah." He said, "All you have to do is adjust your schedule." And so, if you're going to give the first thing to God, then so it's a tithe a, of your time, a tithe, a tithe of your, time. of your of your of your energy, and it's your best energy. And when I was in Honduras, nine 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 in in Guatemala, they'd had revival nineteen years. So I went down to find out why. And so I stayed with the church called La Puerta del Cielo. And these people in the, in the lady that I was staying with, she says, "I said you pray two hours and forty minutes a day." She said, yes. She says, I pray at two of the morning. I'm never busy at two. <laughs> and then, but that church believed in, the, in that, uh, they fasted. And so I went with them and they fast and they sing and they pray and everything and all that. And you saw that the anointing of God was there because they made a special 
to, uh, to God. Now, to get, get your study and, and, and then get a notebook. I write in it every day. I may just write that I met with you and that we did this and I got up a certain time and all that. I don't care if it's flowery or not, but every day of every year I keep a notebook. And so, the, so then I, I keep the notebook on the, stud, the, pra, the study and then prayer. It's just, just simple, just A-C-T-S. Yeah, just adoration, confession. Adoration, confession. I, I learned that when? When I was in high school as yeah. a boy. Adoration, confession, Thanksgiving, supplication. That's right. Build your prayers around it. When, when I read the Bible, so this year I'm doing that full read, but next year I'm going to read through my, I, I'm going to read, I'm going to read it, but I'm going to focus heavily on my underlines and say, what did, did they come yes. to pass? Mm -hmm. What did they speak yes. to me? Do they mean more to me now? I, yes. The second year, <laughs> the second year, I, I don't read. I just read underlines. By, by year three, my Bible's so wild, I have to go to a new one. And then the third year, oh, oh then like goes Oswald. I I got one then that's got a good space write. out the yeah, side. Yeah, me too. And so you're right, you're right in it the first year. The second year you're right in it and said, we need to. The third year you get that we stuff out of there. That's yeah. French. And you said, I am going to. So it takes me three years to actually make I change it. color pens each other. Yeah, well, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, so, so study, prayer, fellowship, witness, those, those are core values to yeah, you. I have to hang around with people. We've got a board, Christian board. And so I meet with him once a month. It's always my favorite day of the month because we're going to meet. We're going to talk about where we've been. The board, the, the men's retreat was just there. We're going to be talking about Mardi Gras. I got to get with people that, and like some, I see guys hanging out at McDonald's and uh, these old guys, you know, the, the here are the guys that are the, the, the rednecks and all the different ones. And they're discussing the same thing every time. No, I want to meet with no people. No new news. I'm, same no, old past. Yeah, I want to be, we're going to Mardi Gras. We just got through with that. And then we'll go we're, to the end. Where are the fish biting now? Yes. Yes. Because fish, I like fishermen. Fishermen, when they talk to each other, it's not about what they've caught. You uh, can't tell me where they're biting. You, you know, where's, where's these old warriors will be like, oh, back in the day, you know, uh, kind of look, you know, no, no, we, no, we no, want to no, know no. where to sail. Yeah, where to set them now. Yeah, where yep. to sail. So, so you've got, you've got daily devotion. You've got your core study, prayer, fellowship, and witness. Then uh, the, the fellowship, i got to make sure that I'm, and I'm not talking about going to church. I mean, I'm not against going to church. I go to church. But i got to be meeting with people that want to do something. If a person doesn't want to do anything, my wife said, if people go with you, you like them. If they don't go with you, you don't like them. I said, what's the this, problem with that? If this is a riddle, I've got to figure it out. Now, yeah. then that's a fellowship. But on the witness, i got to make sure, now like today, I need to, to send a bill to a certain place. I'm not sending a bill without a track in it. I mean, no, right. he said his word won't return void. Hey, come on. It doesn't cost you one penny more to put a track in that bill. Yeah. And they're not going to love you less or whatever else. No. And so, I, and then I do my praying. I wear a cross every day. And when a person says, I like your cross, I tell them, I said, hey, this guy here, Arthur Blessed, carried the cross around the world. The, he had the anointing. My friend started carrying the cross. He carried it from the Gulf of Mexico all the way to Canada. Then my friend down in Tennessee, Max Vick, he carried the cross in Tennessee to Alabama, and then he started making these crosses. Mm -hmm. And on the back, it's got the stripes of Jesus. And I says, uh, there's something special about carrying the cross. And so I tell him the story, and then I give him the cross. And get your next one out. Yes, but yes, and then I go get my next one. But point being, when I when I'm in the in the house, I'm praying. When I step outside the door, I'm going to enjoy every blooming person I see, and I'm probably going to contact every one of them. That's great. Yeah. So I know, I know the I know the checkers that snooker snooks better than I do a lot of the people I know real well. Yeah. There you go.
Yes. Uh, wrap up principles. Any other? If you're if you if you've got some out there, you, they need to get in devotion. I met with a group of men this week. We've got really good men's group developing our church. And what I really liked about the men, you can tell the men are pushing toward the prize. And as the men were sharing their faith goals, most of the men wanted more discipline. They wanted to, to quit missing devotions. They 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 were they were believing God to help them regulate out those areas of their life, better mm -hmm. quiet time, more regular, help me not to miss days, help me to prioritize this. I heard that from, you know, 80% of them. And I, I think one of the things that's holding the church of Jesus Christ back today is that until you get the quiet time in there, yeah. it, it, it's what unlocks the next stage. Mm -hmm. And then the next stage is faithfulness, Availability, teachable, fat principle. Yeah. I learned that from you. Faithful, available, teachable. It, faithfulness, available, and being teachable. When you do those things, it's like God says, okay, you did well in Honduras. How about going to Africa? Yes. And then you've done here. How about going to, uh, you know, Asia? It, it, God has ventures for you, but you have to be faithful, available, and teachable in the process. But, but if I don't have any target I'm going toward, then I don't care that much about any of the. And others. I think that's why the church is so uh, static. Uh, it, it, there's so much kind of backwater, brackish water these days because people aren't grabbing the fresh water each yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, no, no. They're holding on to it. Jeremiah talks about how we, we the cisterns, we, we got cracked cisterns, crack cisterns. And, and the water's bad. That's because we were never designed to hold water that way. He wanted mm -hmm. us to have fresh water and to have it each and every day. Yeah. Don't muddy, don't muddy the, the water there because the guy behind you would like to have a little fresh drink too. Well, Fred, as we wrap, up. What, what do you see? In, what, 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 what's ahead for Fred? I know you've got a lot of people you're coaching and guiding. What, 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 where's your vision right now? Where, where's your energy going in okay. these days ahead? Here's my sad part. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. A couple that I work with, one of those churches I was telling you about, well, one of them that you went to, mm -hmm. his, his name is Jacobo. And um, anyway, um, Bob and, his, and Bob Gay and his wife, Jody, they just sent me a note a couple of days ago and it says, hey, uh, Jacobo and his wife said that you really mean a lot to them. You know what? That's nice they mean a lot to me, but I would like to still be there. Here's my problem. I work with people a generation down from me. Yeah. Now, they're still going to those places. Right. But I'm 83 years old. Right. And so I've got to, uh, now I take an interest in, I can't go like I wanted to. Right. And so now my goal is like tomorrow, especially is when I pray for people, I pray for people that came out of ministry that are doing things. If right. they're not doing things, then it's waste of their time and mine too. I, I, I agree. And people kind of, I get bored when churches aren't doing anything and pastors aren't doing anything. I, my favorite quote, I have to tell you this, my favorite quote of all ministry time comes from Reverend Pay Cooper Mundelo. I, I, someday I'm going to get it done in very big things and put it up on the wall. But his quote is that a lazy pastor is an enemy of the vision. Mm. And I've heard him quote that a lazy layperson is an enemy of the vision, a lazy Christian is an enemy of the vision. Mm -hmm. And I think he's exactly right. The enemy of the Church of Jesus Christ is the commissioned saint filled with the Holy Spirit, given the gifts of God, that's not doing what the Lord told us to do. Mm -hmm. He said, I'll go with you if you do those things. I'll, I'll go to the utter ends of the earth and you'll see fruit from that. From, mm -hmm. But you've got to go. You've got to go. And you've got yes. to apply yourself. Yes. Now, now, uh, I'm a changed church right here, yeah. you know, and, that, and the reason why I'm here personally is because to back Shane. So if he's going through bad water, I'm with him and, right. and all that kind of stuff. And so this church here, as you saw when it came in, uh, I go through and I hug everybody. Absolutely. Okay. I go through and I hug everybody and, and all that. But now, now I don't know how this sounds, but these are not my people. I understand. No, I understand. No greater love people that are going to go 
and they're going to do to the utter ends of the earth. Of yes, the people you th- invest th- in. those those are my people. That it's I, not that yeah. we don't love the people that no. are here. We see potential in them going, yeah. but until they get off the dock, out of the shallows, like our creed says, and get ready to go into the deep, yeah. you, you, you can you can spend all that time just. And that's where I'm frustrated as a pastor. My I, I feel a call to be a pastor, but apostolically to be a pastor that's leading people out to plant the church of Jesus yeah. Christ. If I just need to be your chaplain, I, I'm I'm not the right person for that. I'm going to be kind of impatient because I would rather die going over the hill than die sitting and watching a lake. Mm-hmm. And so I want to I want I want to go out in a blaze of glory. I'm not the kind of guy who wants to go out privately by himself. So yeah. I'm the wrong guy to just make for peace and serenity. What mm-hmm. I want to have is action and action, adventure. Action, action and adventure. You know what? It's, it's strange. Uh, I had to go in the other day, and I'm 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 not very. I've I've had this car wreck and so on and all that kind of stuff, and so which means I'm not allowed to drive, and I'm not a home person. No, you're and trapped. So I, I'm having <laughs> I'm having a lot of trouble with it. So the other day, I had to go in, and I had to have um, uh, what is it? I, I, you know where you go through that tube? They, oh, oh, MRI. Yes, they said you're going to be in there for 35 minutes. I thought I can't be in anywhere for 35 minutes. Yeah. I tried to get in the tank one time, and and I'd still be there because I wouldn't, I, I couldn't get in that hole. Me too. And so anyway, I got thinking, here's how I do it, and it's same what I did yesterday with acupuncture. Um, they said it's going to be as long don't move. Well. I did this acupuncture two a week ago, and I got in there and I got a little uncomfortable, so I moved. Oh, that was a bad idea. Don't move. <laughs> so I, I I hurt for several days. So yesterday I thought, how in the world am I going to do this and not move? Okay, I started. I started. Praying for the people in the Philippines. Then I started being people in Pattaya there. Just you know? work through the and list. I, I worked through, <laughs> and when I got when I got all the way through, they said, "Oh, your time's up." But I I cannot just sit there. I've got to have something focused. Yeah, I think I, our theme is out of the shallows, uh, propelling your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. And I think that's what this is all about. This is why we wanted to do this series on well done, uh, lives lived well. Uh, your life is certainly nowhere near done. It's just beginning. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to see God do more and more through Thailand. And, and look, I, I'm going to be back in Africa doing probably medical missions here with a medical team that we've rescued this medical mission team. We've reset them on our hospital with our team down there, and they are going to treat 2000 people for the glory of God. Reverend Mundlo will go in there and he will preach the gospel to everybody that's there. And I can't hurt. Here's the deal. I had not planned to go. I had not got anything, but he's trying to get me emergency visas. I think I'm going to fly out. I can't hardly stand not to be there when our medical team hits the ground. And I told pay, Hey, I don't need to be there because it's got it handled, but I'd like to come and just yes, be his need. assistant. Yes, yes, you need to see it. You know, when I got down to Honduras and, and I told you I had the vision and everything, and I met with these five people, I met with Misael, and he said, um, I said, you got any vision? What, I said, what do you want to do? Because it's supposed to come through the church, not the right. outside. I agree, totally. And he said, uh, I want to hold a crusade in a stadium. Not not a gringo, a real person. And uh, so I said, well, how can I help? Soccer stadium, big stadium. Big stadium. Big stadium. He, said, he said, well, the gospel tracks that you've been passing out, I'd like to have one million of them. <laughs> That's well, a lot of boxes. Said, oh, I'll bring them. Oh, shucks. They're 54 boxes. They weighed 44 pounds apiece. And they brought those on a on a, on a, a forklift down to the gate at the, at the airport. Yeah, I helped carry those. By the way, we taped them together and put handles oh, on them and carried them on board. You yes. should see the airline when all of us come on. Our carry-on is those boxes. And we had to put them all up above. Yeah. And then people were mad they didn't have they any They were mad. And then I heard God saying, okay, and don't you ever do this. But that again. is a church of 30,000 people. It yes. changed. It, it yes. From Latin America being Catholic that to word being. Of God. And they passed yeah. out those things like within a week. Absolutely. They passed them out they, through there. So the word <laughs> of God has to go. 
And, and, and to take that, it's got to have faithful followers. Yes, it is. Putting the gospel in the hands of faithful men has been your word. Second Timothy 2, 2 has been your text. And it says, putting the gospel in the hands of faithful men. And these things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these things to faithful men who will also be who able will to teach also be able to I have seen that. And Fred, it's been well done. Good. Thank you for everything you've invested in the men of, of No Greater Love and myself. And, and, and I look back past you to Sammy and, 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 and Lester all, uh, uh, What's his first name? Lester Summerall. Yeah, I look back to those guys, and I even look back to the fact that you were stuck on the farm and realize all those intersections where you were faithful to find the next avenue is what made put you in this place to put a lot of us in the next place. You know, the guy that led me to Christ, then I got I got tickets one time to go to anywhere that Southwest flies. Well, Junior, the guy lives in Phoenix, and I said, Jan, I, says, I just want to go see the man that led me to Christ. So I got out, and I saw Junior, and, and he says, I knew you wanted more. I gave you all I had. Mm -hmm. And I thought... It, it scares me to think that I would never have taken this road. What would the road look like? Yeah, yeah. I, I have yeah. no backup. I have I, none either. The, I, I've got people that, I, I don't want to name them, but they've always got backups. You know, I, I would do none. things, there are some things I would do differently if I could do them again, but I wouldn't do any of this over. I mean, I, I would do this, I, I would fix some things I messed up, mm -hmm. but I would take this path again. I'd still take it. I'd yes. take the path. I'd still be at the Communist Festival. I'd made a couple other decisions differently along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, hey, I hope you've enjoyed this. This has been incredible. Make sure if you can, you can get out there. Maybe you can buy Hustle, go to Albers Books or whatever, and find an old No Greater Love book, The Road to Ground Zero. Get your own Ground Zero. Yeah, because I've got piles of books if they ever want one. Yeah, if you ever, hey, if you want one, write Fred. Let me put this up. There's Fred's book, The Road to Ground Zero. Let me throw this up real quick one more time. And Lucas can do this in post-production if he has to as well. There's the No Greater Love Ministry address, Post Office Box 263 to Coin, Illinois, 62832. Write Fred Bishop in them. Or email them there as well. The email address is no greater love one Fred at is it Frontier? No, it's no, Gmail. No. It's, it's Gmail now. Gmail. Yeah, I, I should change that. NGL one Fred at Gmail dot uh, come. Oh. So do that. Or just go to nogreaterlove.org website. That'll get you all there. Uh, but if you'd like one of those books, reach out to him. Go find three behind the Iron Curtain or go find one of the... Uh, there are many of those what, left. The, the, the one guy, the, uh, the, 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 the left behind guy. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> you can find his book too on it too. Yeah, Jer Jerry Jenkins. Jerry Jenkins. Yeah, and I found all... I have those books. So mm -hmm. just write to us. I'll send you a book cover and all that. But we've enjoyed having you. Please uh, check out the rest of our podcast on this Life Live Well series. Well done. There's uh, several before this. There's going to be one more at least after this. Go to onthedoc.org. You can find out more about us. Email us at info at onthedoc.org. We hope you've enjoyed both part one. And, and if you hung around for part two. That was the grand finale. Check us out at YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, also on Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, Sermonette. Hey, don't forget, I am the iTunes. David Hasselhoff of Thailand helped make me that in other nations. Let's get out there. Go to Facebook, Roku, Rumble, uh, say Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter, and we'd love to hear from you on your social media platforms as well. And please hit subscribe, like, and share this with other people on any of those platforms. We'd love to have you as a Patreon subscriber. You can be a sponsor or partner. Go to my Patreon, look up on the doc and find out the details there as well if you don't have a church to go to if you're in fairview heights go to christ church we're in their church right now my brother and lord shane bishop's got an incredible church here come to christ church fairview heights if you're in southern illinois marion we'd love to have you at community faith church our host church there there's the information but we've had an incredible show frank uh fred thanks so much for sharing your heart Thoroughly and, and what you've you. done we've just had an incredible time thank you lucas for having us here and for my brother shane for giving us his office and all this hey, it's buddy. been incredible uh, a life lived well hopefully it'll inspire you 
to get off the dock, get out in the deep, and go do some stuff for Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you soon.